guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is Pat O'Sullivan. <laughs> How was your weekend, Pat? Oh, you're kicking! Wow, you are throwing me a curveball right out the gate. Jeez. <laughs> I don't think you've asked how my weekend was in like four fucking episodes. Yeah, probably um, not since like I don't know when did we start talking? Like April. <laughs> yeah, I mean when we first started, you gave a shit, and then you just kind of didn't anymore, which is fine. Um, I my god, I have no idea. It was it was okay. okay. Um, not Eddie Van Halen died tonight. That's kind of crazy. Yes. yes, that just happened, right? You're right about Yeah, that. I mean, I, I guess my mind keeps kind of coming to that first. And um, it's nuts because there's no rock and roll guys anymore. You know what I mean? Like, there's no – yeah. like, who are the new musicians that are filling that void? We lost Neil Peart, who I'm a huge Rush fan. Um, and we lost Neil Peart back in January of 2020. And then just last – tonight uh, – you know, the sixth, we lost uh, Eddie Van Halen. And, um, you know, it's just weird because I've, I've always been kind of very cynical about uh, people's outpouring of, like, thoughts and prayers when something tragic happens on yeah. social media. It always felt very schmaltzy to me. But I'm like, you know, this is, I don't know, it's fucked up, man. It sucks because, you know, I grew up on that kind of music and that kind of culture. And it's something, that whole, like, classic rock, arena rock, vibe is something that's not we don't have anymore it's not part of it's not part of our culture it's not part of like if you think about music in the year 2020 there's no one like who's like the the, i was thinking about this the other day like you know obviously before he died but i was listening to a foo Fighters song on the radio and being like this is the best we fucking got like is that going to be our generation's rolling stones the foo fighters well even then like how long have the foo fighters been around for a long time. A I long mean, since time, what ninety four yeah. or something, ninety five. Right. Know? I mean, so it's not like these are like new people on the scene, even within the last decade, you know. And so it's like if you go back and just look at the last decade of, of like musicians alone, you're right. There really is nobody. <laughs> right, and that and that was such that that was such a huge part of I guess like me growing up was. Um, you know, the rock radio station in town, Rock 103.5. And we would go to like the events and we'd like meet the DJs and stuff and listen to that kind of music. And it was a big deal. And it was, it was kind of like, it was a part of like, there was people that were like that, (laughs) that were like, were like rock and roll people that like had backyard barbecues and like, you know, lifted weights in their driveway and like fixed up old Camaros on their front lawn. And like, I don't want to say white trash because it seems very condescending and it's not. It's I, I, I very much love that, that, that vibe, you know, and it's just not fucking there anymore. You know, go, go watch the movie. If anyone out here has not seen it, go check out the movie heavy metal parking lot. And it's probably on YouTube somewhere. And it's a documentary that they shot in the early eighties in the parking lot of a Judas priest concert. And uh, it's it's so fucking funny. And it's like only like 11 minutes long. It's very short. Oh. But um, Heavy Metal Parking Lot, definitely check it out. And, you know, y- you just would never see that in the parking lot of a Justin Bieber concert or wh- whoever <laughs> fucking, I don't even know, Katy Perry. Like, what? What, even, what is even, maybe it's because I'm old. Well, and I just don't. So, like, so I went I went to the drive-in this weekend, as most people saw, and I, I saw a double feature of Rocky Horror and, and Little Shop of Horrors, and, and I was very excited, especially with it being outside. It was great enough for everybody to be able to social distance. It was 
you know, it was, it was going to be great. There's going to be tons of people there. Everybody was going to be so interactive and they weren't. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, Oh, um, is Rocky Horror dead now? I mean, is it, is that a thing of the past or interactive audiences just not a thing? Are people just not as, I don't know. They're not as weird as they used to be. I, I'm not sure, which is surprising in the world of um, inclusion, because you'd think that we'd be even louder and even weirder. Uh, but I, I swear to God, I was the only person that dressed up. I was the only person there that was dressed up at all. And I walked to the bathroom at one point and um, I was by myself and I was walking back to the car. And it's kind of funny. So somebody recognized me, right? They knew who I was. And I was like, great. And they're like, yeah, can I, you know, you look great. Can I take my picture with you? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, so we get our picture taken. And then like this other couple's kind of eavesdropping and they come up and they just kind of shyly like look at me. And I was like, do you guys want to take a picture? They're like, yeah. And they did. And what's hilarious is that I don't even think that other couple knew who I was. I just think that they assumed <laughs> that I was like more famous than I, than I actually am. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, either way, like, you know, I was just, I was getting all, I was being showered with all these compliments and blah, blah, blah. And it's because nobody else had the balls to even, you know, throw on some fucking fishnet and go stand outside and yell at a screen. And it was like, and it, it was very sad. It was very, I don't know. I just, it made me feel. You know, it's so great. I don't know what it is, but like there, I have a long history. Basically everyone that I've ever, every chick that I've ever known that does Rocky Horror always dresses up as magenta. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I, I noticed that when I was looking at the Instagram. I'm like, oh, how did I? Not? I don't know if the costume's easy it, or well, if the, so the vibe. Funny. If the vibe is like, like you know, I, I'm supposed to be like a trashy Puerto Rican chick, and maybe I just that's who I fucking roll with. Like, so I don't know what it is, but I've known a lot of magentas. In I my definitely day. <laughs> wanted to do Columbia more, and I always have. But it was so much easier to just throw on a dress that I already own and th and order a fucking white apron from Amazon. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was that much. Well, especially because I've spent so much fucking money on costumes lately, and um. You know, I understand it's Halloween and I, I don't know, I guess that's supposed to happen. But like, that's kind of been my thing lately is like trying to do all these different redheaded cosplays. So I have an aerial that nobody's seen yet. Um, I, I had to do the witch costume for the photo shoot that I did yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, I have to do my regular Halloween costume, which is Chucky. And then all of a sudden, you know, now, you know, uh, randomly within three days of going to Rocky Horror, I'm like, oh, I have to have some type of <laughs> costume there. So, but that is funny. Um, and probably because, yeah, it is the easiest. I mean, you can just buy a maid outfit on Amazon and you're good to go. Right. Like I said, you don't, have, you don't have to do Janet where you're like half undressed or anything or. Well, um, I also got the red hair. So, I mean, why would I choose, you know, none of the redheaded characters? There you go. There <laughs> you go. I did. I, I saw uh, Rocky for the first time, but believe it or not, for the first time like two, three years ago. Wow. Um, where I had not, well, I had seen it, but I never like I had seen it at home. Yeah. Um, and I love musicals, but I was never a huge Rocky horror person. It as a kid, it didn't really speak to me i guess the the way and maybe this kind of answers your original question is like is it losing some of its steam after all these years yeah and you know for me it never had any like i, I always appreciated what it was and obviously anything that empowers weirdos to be weird 
you know, has a soft spot in my heart, you know, as much as like, it's like David Bowie, like, you know, I could probably make you a greatest hit CD with 15 David Bowie songs that are great, but I don't know the majority of the man's work, but I appreciate what he meant to people at that time and the cultural impact that he had. Right. So Bowie's always going to get a free pass in my book. I love the man. Um, and Rocky Horror is kind of the same thing. We're like, no, it never did shit for me. Honestly, I like Grease better. I thought it had better songs, you know. Well, it was yeah, a I movie. get a little shop of horrors because I think it's it's superior. Right. I mean, that's another one. We're like, you know, I <laughs> right. Um, but I just I think that what made Rocky Horror Rocky Horror, I think we're just it's been a it's a part of it. Won. It did its job. It served its purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if 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 it, it, it changed the culture and it, it you know we've caught up. I know that there's still parts of the country that are very you know um I don't know, regressive or they're not, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine and that's always going to exist and we can't fix everything everywhere at once. But um I think it just kind of did its job. So let's, you know, let's chill out now and come up with something, figure out what the next thing is, you know? I don't know. With me and all my my childlike wonder constantly, you know, I guess that's just one of those things that I feel like we shouldn't accept growing out of because that's the point. The point of Rocky Horror is, is not... Rocky Horror isn't something that you usually just sit at home and watch. It is something that you go and watch in the theater because of the interaction. And so it's like, to see that interaction kind of die down, it was rough. And don't get me wrong, there were people well, that there that were... And that could have been COVID-related, too. You know? It could have been, but nobody was doing the time warp, and I was very disappointed. <laughs> but look, I guess look at it like this, and this is, um, I don't even know if I should admit that I'm stealing this from Kevin Smith, but what the fuck, it's too late, it already came out of my mouth. This this is an analogy that Kevin Smith, I think it's actually from Dogma, but like, you know, when you're, when you're a certain age, you have, you know, you have a cup that's a certain size, and uh, religion and spirituality and whatever you're learning in school is enough to fill that cup right yeah but the older you get the bigger your cup gets and that same amount of religion spirituality doesn't fill the cup anymore it only fills it a third of the way and that's kind of the way i think you need to look at rocky horror in the in the late 70s and early 80s rocky horror filled that cup to the brim when it came to progressive movements or or progressive cinema or uh creating a uh bastion for the outsiders right Rocky Horror did its job. Okay, but we're 30 fucking 40 years in the future now. Yeah. Does that fill – Is that how big is our cup now, and does Rocky Horror fill that cup anymore? And I don't think it does. I think that – I think we're just in a different place. And and the, what it was trying to do and the whole trans thing, like I'm glad that it did it. And I know it opened those doors for a lot of people, and it probably helped a lot of wayward youths. And I don't think we should abolish it or lock it in a vault somewhere. It should still be there for people to see. Right. But I, you know, I, I, when you talk about it, you know, the movement losing steam, you know, what do you think? The shit was going to last forever? <laughs> like, well, I guess. I, so I don't really. Hey, man, Eddie Van Halen died today, man. Nothing lasts forever. Everything's yeah. temporary. Entropy. So. Entropy. I don't know. You know. My world were a bunch of weirdos that still dress up and dance and and do that you can there's at least some of us that that believe in keeping it alive so <laughs> yeah and there always will be but i think you're all just going to progressively get older We're, and you're all not, of us will eventually die one of these days <laughs> you know and, and they're not going to restock the pond once van halen dies there's only you know there's no we're not making guitar gods anymore sorry yeah yeah you know, that's true you're, you're right about done. that you're you right know? about that but yeah so i i did that this weekend it was cool then i uh 
I, I, visit, I saw my sister. I, I, I learned that I'm going to be an aunt. So that's. Congratulations. Thank you. It's, you know, she's my little sister. So I'm like, you know, shocked that she even has sex, but <laughs> okay. Um, and then, so Monday I, I'm doing this photo shoot and um, I am on my way to a different set. I'm in the car. I'm being driven around and um, like the real royalty I am. And uh, my mom called me. <laughs> my mom calls me, and she's got my daughter, and she's had my daughter all weekend. And um, uh, she'll she'll keep her Saturday night through Monday, and she'll come home Monday. So um, anyway, my mom calls me, and she would called me earlier, but I was busy working, you know, and so I didn't answer. She called me again. She's like, "Well, I just got done getting uh, tested for coronavirus," and I'm like, "Oh no, you didn't," because she makes kind of jokes like that all the time. And she's like, "No, really, I really did." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> And she's like, well, yeah, I told you I didn't feel good on Saturday and you knew and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, so my mind, me being as high risk as I am, I immediately go into panic because now my kid is supposed to come home. My kid's been around my mom. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, I can't quarantine your kid with your mom. Be like, you got to, she's with you for two weeks now. Right. Wouldn't that be the right thing to do? I mean, is it wrong for me to have that mindset if, you know, <laughs> I think it's wrong for you to admit that you're not having that mindset because you want to party for two weeks. I think if you're going to try to <laughs> bullshit another parent and be like, no, I'm just worried about everyone's health. No, I, I mean, call a spade a spade, but well, yeah, I, I would definitely. I would definitely work that angle. I mean, well, so I mean, I can't honestly say that that's what I, I would have been. I, I would have been. I would be at home because I'd be quarantining. Because I was also around her. But the worry is that again, me being high risk, I have to do everything in my power to not get this virus. So it's right. like you know, my kid, she'll be fine. You know, if she gets it, she'll probably be okay. If I get it, I probably my doctor's already told me she's like, listen, if you get this virus, it's probably going to kill you. <laughs> wow i was like thanks doc um and that's my own fault because i haven't been properly taking care of myself um and then i'm you know being i'm a brittle diabetic so anything that happens my blood sugars are out of control and um so you know and then the cancer on top of it so (laughs) it's just like you know but then again i have been going out and doing things like i said i was at a fucking photo shoot i went to the drive-in movies you know i do things because it's like I could go out, I could go to the grocery store and get this virus. Even though I'm locked in my house 24-7 doing nothing else, I could still get it out of the grocery. And I'd be pissed if I spent the last, you know, six months of my life or whatever doing nothing but sitting at home. You know, that part's my choice. But then when it came to this situation, I'm like in panic mode. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, what do I do? And so, you know, uh, and I'm like, do I go pick her up now? You know, (laughs) I'm like talking to my driver. I'm like do I leave? Like I'm around you. What do I, what do I do? Do I continue with the shoot? And they're just like, you know, don't worry about it. You've already been around these people all day long. You might as well finish what you were doing. Do you you feel fine? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, just finish what you're doing and then go on your way. So I did. And I picked her up. My mom, um, she's a healthcare worker. So um, she, her test results are put at the top of the list. So she's, they're expedited. And uh, she got her results back today and she's negative. So good (laughs) but you know it was scary it was it was very scary and then just on top of which i'm you know there's a reason why i don't get into politics with everything um you know one of them being that a lot of the listeners believe it or not about half of you don't even live in america so (laughs) you guys really yes yeah where do they all live kind of everywhere a lot of them are in the uk um we have like two or three listeners in france um jay suisse pedo 
Au revoir. <laughs> I am part French, actually. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah that's cool. I'm seventy five percent Irish and twenty five percent French. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my 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 French family's surname was uh, Dougal. Well, Dougal is how we say it in the Midwest, but I'm sure our French listeners would recognize it as Dougal. Uh, oh. I don't know if that means that I'm a descendant of Charles Dougal, although I'm certainly a fucking asshole like he was. Um, but yeah, yeah. So what's up, well, French people? Know, well, and then like there's a category. So I'll have to, I'll look. One of these days, I swear to God, I'll start sending you the um, the analytics on the show. I mean, since you're sure. I think you deserve to see them. <laughs> but um, there's like a category and it's listed as other. And it's like, where is other located? I've never heard of this country before. So you know, I, I don't, if you're from other, please let me know where where yeah. you are because maybe it's the oh. aliens. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, what's the best way for people? Because that's something that, like, um, I guess we never really get, like, we never really have people invite people to reach out to us. Like, would you? You don't want to do the Twitter because, like, can you get into the Twitter at least? Yeah, the Twitter. I have control over the Twitter. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I guess like if you're listening to the show and you want to correspond with us, like. Tweet us at uh, the Twitter account, which is yeah, uh, at Wednesdays Talk. Wednesdays with an S Talk. Or I'm sure you, you know, you on Wednesday know. we talk weird. I've been you, working you know, on Ashley, and you can just message her. Or, uh, go from there to the the Twitter. But well, yeah, I'm everyone follow the Twitter. A, um, I'm going to make a link tree. I've been working on making a link tree, so that way I can just in, in place of like right now, I just have my YouTube channel advertised, but it's not doing anything. So it's like. Well, I'm going to put the link tree there, and then I'll put the uh, – I need to do that videos. too. Yes. It's so fucking nice. I just signed up for it, and I was kind of checking it out. I was like, holy shit. Why have I not done this this entire time? This is so nice. <laughs> right. Because I have uh, – t- two things I want to pimp real quick. Sure. Uh, I So I do uh, online streaming role-playing games, and uh, I well, last season – we called it a season. It was like seven episodes. We did a Dungeons & Dragons game. Uh, and then we took a break for a couple months and now this Thursday, the eighth, we come back and, uh, we're doing shadow run, which I don't know if, uh, if the listeners are familiar, if they know anything about role-playing games, they're familiar, but, yeah. uh, shadow runs is very like, uh, cyberpunk RPG type thing. Okay. And, uh, I play this, uh, Lester bangs, Hunter S Thompson type rock and roll journalist, that uh gets caught up with um uh this group of like uh it's a gang but they have these these uh prostitutes that, where they put like personality chips in them and they make them be different people you, you remember the dollhouse yes from josh sweden show it's like kind of like that so um i'm because i have such because i have influence i'm someone that the gang wants to like kind of ensnare okay. so I, I don't know what all is in store for the characters but it's gonna be like a seven episode uh a thing that we're going to do and it's streaming on YouTube and Plex storm and um, all different places. And uh, the show us your crits, which is like kind of like the brand that does this stuff. They're on Twitter at us crits and um, check that out. Cause that's going to start this Thursday. And I think it's every, every other Thursday for a couple months. Oh, good. So they'll have things to do on Wednesday and things to do on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. And then this is something I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about. So, um, you know, I have, I make movies and I have friends that make movies. And uh, my buddy Derek, who's on uh, Twitter at, at Cheevies, uh, C-H-E-E-V-I-E-S, he sent me a script this morning for his next project, which I'm going to help him out with. And it's a found footage movie. And I was like, this is kind of cool because I – 
completely forgot about found footage movies for yeah. a minute. And, um, you know, his is very simple. It, it requires uh, two actresses and it's, it's one location and we're going to bang it out in a day. Um, and it's a short film, but like, it got me thinking about the whole found footage, uh, genre in itself. And like, I don't know if I'd say that it's, it's poised for a comeback, but I think that, um, I wouldn't mind seeing one again. You know, I kind of, I really like Cloverfield. Like, are you a big fan of the found footage? I've seen, I'm pretty sure I've seen all the paranormal activities, unless there's a, I saw the one with the, with the Mexicans was the last one that I saw. Um, oh God, that one was awful. <laughs> it was, it was definitely. It wasn't that weaker. bad. The VH1 one wasn't bad, or the VHS one wasn't bad. And then, um, what was the other one that was good? There was, uh. The one with like a webcam. It was like a lot of like webcams or like. Or is that what no, no, no. It was Paranormal Activity, but it was. I, oh, it was... oh, I have no idea. I've only seen the first one. I saw the one with the girl. The blonde <laughs> girl that was like with the webcams and shit, right? Yeah, maybe that was the third one, and then I saw the Mexican one. The Mexican was the last one. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird. They like. They they start to develop a whole mythology about the chick and sh- and this and her sister and yeah um the the parents were actually like like offered them up to Satan or something like that and that's what the VH one the VHS tapes reveal um but I mean like in general like well what's your obviously one of the first things we me and you talked about not the first thing but just I know recently we were talking about uh, Megan is dead or Megan is missing Megan is missing yeah 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 um, so. Can really get behind uh some found footage movies okay so like cannibal holocaust is like the original i know yes that's yes of course the first one it's one of my top five movies i mean i think it's damn near a masterpiece but it's different because you do have the shots of it's not exactly found footage you know it's got the shots of uh of the the anthropologist in the city and whatever. And, um, you know, so it's not exactly that. Um, you know, we've talked about like Megan is missing, which was another interesting concept because it does all take place online. It's easier to do <clears throat> when you have these places, the, these settings that are strictly online for, mm. um, you know, for, for these types of movies. And then, um, I didn't mind unfriended. I didn't even mind the shitty dark web sequel or whatever. It wasn't terrible. It was different. Um, and then I did, well, the review that I just did, which is kind of funny, this is kind of a theme, I guess, for somebody that's not cr- crazy and a found footage, but the review I just did this last week was for the Poughkeepsie tapes, which I don't know if you've seen. Oh, yeah. No, I have not. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm... And, well, it's kind of, like, it's a mockumentary, so... I remember hearing about that movie forever, yes. Yes. and then I just, it was always at Fangoria, and it was, like, this, like, fabled thing that took forever to come out. Yep. You know. and, and it was there was so much mystery behind it. Everybody's like, why? Why is it taking so long? But it's like a mix of like found footage because they find these tapes and they're, you know, kind of again like a cannibal holocaust. They're like going through them and you know, they're kind of profiling this killer that they can't catch through the tapes that he's left behind. And um, you know, so it's kind of another, you know, a, a different kind of take on the found footage thing. And then my review, hopefully for next week, um, is going to be hate crime. And it's a found footage film and it's about a, um, a Jewish family being attacked by these neo-Nazis. And so, um, it, you know, it's really, I don't know. I mean, there's some, so with me being a kid in the nineties, the big movie that came out was Blair Witch Project. 
Yes. And it was a huge fucking deal. You know, you had, you know, they made that documentary and, and showed it on like the sci-fi channel or something. And like, it was, you know, everybody was convinced that this thing was real. You get on the website and there's like court documents and diary pages and so much evidence that it was real. And, and so it was, you know, when I watched it as, as a kid, I think I was like, I was really young. What did it come out in 99? I think I was like eight. Yeah. It came out the, uh, the summer after high school. For me, I yeah. So yeah. 99. Yeah. So I, I mean, I was very young. And so, you know, for me, it was really impressionable because I did believe what I was seeing and, uh, you know, had no other reason to believe otherwise. I, it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid um, for a long time. I couldn't even like the creepiest part for me was like the end credits where it's not really music at all. It's just like all those weird noises and shit. Mm. and uh it was it was traumatizing i'm like i can't listen to this so <laughs> um it, w- it was definitely effective as someone that was 18 i saw it in the theater the weekend it came out um i i had been following it i i watched there was a sci-fi channel uh thing that they aired leading right. up to it that kind of acted like it was real yeah i knew that it wasn't but i also knew that it was you know the marketing campaign was so hard to miss and you almost thought that it might have been real but you knew it wasn't i mean like you knew it wasn't but it was so effective in the way they did it and um i remember walking out of that thing and bitching about it with my saw with my girlfriend my two buddies and we're like in the elevator with these people and uh i'm like it fucking sticks and rocks and this is all this fucking movie was and there was no monster and and he's standing in the corner like a jag off at the end and like everyone in the elevator just like busting out laughing like ripping on it and shit and then but but being like but dude i didn't sleep that night (laughs) yeah i I went home and i i had never had a movie like the idea of it was so effective like just the marketing around it it really made it very believable they did a great job so like when something like like cloverfield came out and it oh yeah same thing yeah well i was not a fan of clover i don't like it what and oh god i love it because movie. i fucking love kaiju like i i love i love monsters like i have you know i'm that's like one of my big things is like these old monster movies and like you know things like that and so it's like you'd think i'd really like it but and, and i love aliens but it, it just i don't know i just i didn't I don't know if it's because I didn't connect with the characters and they just weren't likable to me. I can't even tell you none of their, any other names, you know, because <laughs> I just didn't. Uh, yeah. Lizzie. Yeah. It was Lizzie Kaplan and TJ Miller's character, who was the camera operator. Yeah. His name was HUD for heads up display. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Dude, Cloverfield. See, I didn't even, I didn't know. Anything. I spent so much time on that fucking website looking at the slusho shit trying to figure out like what was what like i was excited about it at first because they were also doing the virus like they had the poster where it's like you could see the monster like in the clouds but like you couldn't like it was like hidden so like you had to like outline i don't know if you remember any of that but it was like it was a big oh yeah i I was a dj at the time and all of my dj posters i still if i ever have to make a poster for now i this is the the um, aesthetic that i use my dj posters would be a black it would be completely black and then it would have the date, like eleven twenty three, twenty, like in that because that was that was the Cloverfield poster at first. They never said the name of it; it was just the date. Yeah, all you needed to know was the date, the yeah. release date. It was like eleven oh eight, whatever, right? And that was that was the aesthetic that I used for all my DJ posters. And then the bottom, it would say 
that's a venue. It would be like Liars Club, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. But that's all it was, was like like the date. And, and you knew like, like the marketing I was, was good. And so it's like, why wasn't it nearly as effective as something like the Blair Witch Project? I mean, what was the difference there? Because they did a really good job. They did. But well, I think they fumbled the ending, number one. And number two, there's not there's there's panic versus uh terror. And yeah. and Blair Witch is terror inducing. And I think that that's something that you can create with found footage. Panic and like them running down uh you know, like um stairwells and stuff for like subway tunnels and something blows up and the camera shakes and it you know, that's a little bit harder to convey. Yeah. I guess that's true. So and there, and you know. you reach the point quicker with Cloverfield where, like, just drop the fucking camera and run. Like, it, it, And that's something that doesn't appear a lot in found footage where you're like, why are they still holding the camera? Why are they still doing this? They should have – I would have dropped the camera and ran a long time ago. With Blair Witch, it makes sense because they think they're filming a movie, right? Yeah. So the camera's presence makes sense. It makes sense, yeah. Cloverfield, at some point, you're like, no way are these fucking people still holding this camera. No way. Like, well, no one would have. Like, uh, that was my big gripe with Megan is missing because, as interesting as it is as a, as a movie, the acting is so fucking bad that it just takes away all the, like, every single bit of, of realism that there could possibly be. And so it's like, once you do that, you can't, it just ruins a, an entire, you know, it's a found footage movie. You have to believe that it's real. <laughs> it's like. What? One more example that I want to bring up, and then this kind of yes. will actually dovetail into the, the show's topic. So between uh, Cannibal Holocaust and Blair Witch, are you familiar with the McPherson tapes? I am not. Okay. There was a found footage movie that was created in between those two. Okay. About an alien abduction of a family in Minnesota or something, right? And it starts out as um, a family celebrating a birthday party, and uh, the power goes out, and they think that something, uh, a meteor or something, crashed off in the woods. So they take the cam the, the camcorder, <clears throat> and they go to investigate uh, what crashed. Okay. And they see that a UFO landed, and there's uh, aliens um, dissecting cows in the fields. And the aliens see the humans, the humans run back to the house, and then the house becomes under siege by these greys. And, um, you know, it, it's very, the you know, they get nosebleeds and the daughter seems to be like communicating with these things and uh, they, they pop up on like, and there's a shotgun, they, they, they fight them a little bit. And uh, basically, everyone once and one by one, they all get abducted. The the car is like destroyed. You see the things walking around. There's like a porch that wrapped around the the house, the the front level, the first level. And you'll like you see them like walk by the windows and shit. And how this? So somebody made this movie, right? This is not real, <laughs> but like they made this movie. And then Channel Fifty, which I don't know what it would be for you guys in in uh, Ohio, but for us, it was like uhf tv like you know you have 2579 but then you have like those other channels right so, so yeah this was like uh channel 50 okay ran this special and i want to say it was hosted by uh jonathan franks who played uh i think Riker was his name from next generation and uh they broadcast it as a two-hour special the mcpherson tapes where they showed footage of it 
along with interviews from someone claiming to be the town sheriff, claiming to be investigators that found. So basically the family disappeared. They found this tape and trying to piece together what happened. So when you watch it, it, it's, it's kind of like a talking head documentary. It's not just like the found footage itself. Like it, it kind of, there's segments of that interspersed with like people theorizing what happened and explaining like the, like when they found the house, it was empty and they found this or whatever, or physical evidence they found in the woods and shit like that. Yeah. And this came out in like 94. Yeah. But, um, it's all, you can find it on YouTube and it was scared the shit out of me as a kid. I'll probably watch it because, um, I have stated on the show before, but I will again, reiterate that like, this was like my worst fucking nightmare. (laughs) I'm terrified of aliens. I really am. Yeah. Well, me too. <laughs> so, I am. Like, I, that is like the last thing. Like, one of my biggest fears is being like abducted in the middle of the night or even just like waking up and like looking out my window and there's one like standing outside my window. Like, that is just not where I want to be <laughs> ever. <laughs> do you think it's, it has any, do you think it has to do with the alien or do you think it has to do with like the mind control or lack of consent or like, that type of thing um, that's a really good question i have no idea um you know i've often wondered maybe i've had some type of experience and maybe that's what's really you know fucked with me and i just don't remember um because i don't know it's it's been a fear i've always had i don't know i mean shit maybe i watched the mcpherson tapes when i was a kid and i don't remember it you know <laughs> i don't know yeah. you know i it's it's just a very illogical fear especially for somebody that actively you know looks for proof of these things it's like you know eventually you know, I have to like, well, even like having the interview with Tanya Derenberger, you know, knowing that she could possibly be a direct link to these, to, to aliens, like that's scary to me. And I don't know if it's just because it's unknown. I don't know if it's just because it's different, but that's a good question. I'm not sure. Mm. But, um, I digress. What I was talking about earlier, um, <clears throat> about the politics of the country right now is that like, it is a real shit show. If you're not American and you're not following, um, it's actually really interesting. So our president um, supposedly got COVID, allegedly has COVID. <laughs> do you not do you not buy that? So um, I'm not saying that I believe or don't believe it, but there are a lot of people that don't think that he has it, and that makes sense. It could, it could, it does kind of make sense. Then again, at the same time, there's a lot of people that would have to lie in order for this to be true. Um, with that being said, um, you know, when I say that, when I say that the president is lying about having coronavirus, he, he's, he lied. That sounds ridiculous, right? I mean, doesn't that just sound fucking off the wall that, that, that he would go that far. And, you know, again, that would have to be a pretty big, you know, event in order for him to pull off. Right. I mean, he was at the hospital and everything. Um, there's weirder (laughs) conspiracies out there. than that um it gets deeper and um you know me and pat kind of came up with this idea to kind of have this show where we just kind of talk about really off the wall conspiracy theories that are just so so out there that i mean they can't really hold any water can they i don't really want to go into the big details of of the specifics of each one because there's so much and i mean we could do individual episodes just presenting the evidence and debunking the evidence and and whatnot um but i don't know if you want to start off with big ones or if you want to start off with 
smaller ones and work up to the big one. I, I think you know what the big one is. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the uh, the big uh, flat earth. Oh, okay. It's probably um, the most well known on on the list. Um, so I don't know, you know, how how you want to present that. I know that we had kind of mutually talked about some. I've got some that I'd like to present to you. Um, yeah, sure. Well, let's see what you got first. You, well, so, you show me yours. I'll show you mine. Sure. So you know, one of the ones that I kind of wanted to talk about that is a uh, branch off from uh, previous episodes was that you know with the uh, dino- back to dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> there are some people that believe specifically the people that believe in creation is creationism that the dinosaurs helped build the pyramids. Okay. I mean, that, that seems somewhat logical considering if you could use them to pull bricks and shit, you okay, know, right. I mean, they're huge, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't they be able to, to do it the correct way aside from, you know, just man. I mean, there's lots of debates on how the period, the, the periods, the pyramids came to be. And, um, that might be, you know, that that's probably not that I'm saying that we should poo-poo this one right now, but that could probably be an entire episode because I saw something recently where they were showing how they actually how, how you split rock evenly, and it's like you hammer in basically little pegs, um, along the line that you want to cut, and like let's say you're trying to cut like a block, right? That like <clears throat> you would uh you would hammer these pegs in like every like you know six inches or so. And then that way, you know, when you you hit it hard enough, it splits it pretty flat. And then you can, from there, you can kind of sand it into the shape that it needs to be. Um, You know, so, and and they were showing people do this now, you know, and that if if you look at like builders back then that had been doing this you know it's like basically like union craftsmen like they're going to get good at it after a while it's going to be a skill it's going to be something you know you do it like fucking 100 times a day over the course of you know 10 years you're going to literally have it down to a science yeah Um, well there's definitely i mean i i think that building the pyramids could could absolutely be an entire episode there's so many theories about how how that happened and we just know that it it happened you know (laughs) however it did um so yeah, I mean you're right. I definitely don't want to get uh, too far into it, but um, yeah, I mean it, it's it's possible. There's all kinds of demonstrations that we have to prove that you know we could have done it. Um, but but you're right, transporting it's still an issue because it's not like there was they're so big, right? There's right. We didn't have you know heavy you know construction equipment back then, or maybe we did and we just haven't figured out what it was yet, you know. But you know what else? What else would have worked besides you know a fucking dinosaur? <laughs> So I don't know, you know, again, in order to believe in that one, you'd have to believe that humans and dinosaurs live together, you know, uh, and, and and then that's just a whole nother, if you guys want to know about that, just listen to, what was that last week? <laughs> go back there. Yeah, last couple of weeks. <laughs> so, you know, go back there. Um, another one that, that I thought was interesting was the, um, supposedly the real reason why, which is again, kind of another episode we covered. A real reason why the real reason why we went after Saddam Hussein so vehemently was because he was the proud owner of a Stargate. I have heard this before. Yes, I, I have heard uh, Stargates and and all kinds of our interest in that region has more to do with um, uh, paranormal artifacts. Yeah, and yeah. he did have a lot of stuff. He did. Um, he he did a. Uh, 
when I was kind of researching it a little bit, he ended up having, I, I, you know, I don't know exactly, but he did end up having a lot of ancient artifacts and things like that. That Right. Well, I mean, look at the earth. It's a fucking cradle of civilization. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, but yeah, I mean, the fact that he had a, a Stargate, I just, I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't, I don't buy that one because then it's like, well, where is it now then? You know, <laughs> do we have it it's been a long time that that was you know that started in the early 2000s it's been you know 20 years give or take and you know what yeah you know how come nothing's come of that so far like if that well would we know i mean would we know um i would think so then again people have the 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 theory of you know the world did actually end in 2012 because of the the hadron collider that destroyed us and that's why we have the mandela effect and i don't know if you've heard i don't know if you've heard that one or not but um that's that is a conspiracy theory um is that you know it it fucked up we fucked up and we shifted ourselves into another dimension which is why we have false memories or we only shifted some of us into another dimension and like some of us aren't originally from here um so i mean but what if it was really the stargate and that's what happened you know so i mean I don't think so, though. I think that if we had access to a Stargate, um, there'd be a lot of shit that we wouldn't be doing. Like, we wouldn't even be concerned with going back to the moon right now. I don't think we'd know if we did. Just like we wouldn't know if they had it in the first place. We wouldn't know if they got it. It's not like they would. I mean, they won't even show us the video of Bin Laden being fucking killed. You think they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna fess up to the fucking Stargate? <laughs> they're like, like we, we killed Saddam Hussein, and also there's a fucking. And I'm sure it, it's also like if you want to. This is the way I always look at it: is that if you want to, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, right? And you think that Saddam Hussein has a fucking alien portal, and I'm not saying he doesn't, but if you think that if you think that this guy's rocking a Stargate, dude, they're not sending you know, some military outfit in there that it's comprised of like some guy that used to work at Subway with like, this is going to be the elite of the elite of the elite with their fucking fingerprints burned off black ops. These aren't going to be just like army dudes from the fucking, you know, they got called up from the Ohio state guard or some Ohio national guard. Like these are going to be very highly trained people that will keep their fucking mouth shut. Um, you know, and, and could, I think that we could okay look at like this like could we have ulterior motives to start a war in the Middle East? Yes. Right? And we've talked we, about that, right? Yeah, okay. So we we know that like forget about like this specific motive, but to go into to invade a foreign country under false pretense, 100% possible, right? Could the real motive for doing it be known by only a few people at the higher up? Once again, entirely possible. Now, once you kind of stabilize the region and you have you know where you're going for and it's just a matter of like you know going in and clearing out the enemy base okay so then you pick your 12 best guys that can keep their mouth shut that are gonna fucking do everything but open that door you know because you know it's behind all this stuff i could totally see that happening right and then i can also see them doing all that opening the door finding the stargate and then no they're not going to go on cnn and tell us about it well of course they're not going to tell us about it do you think that they could send even a single person through that stargate and back and that person would not say anything about it i don't know enough about stargates (laughs) i mean i I don't know enough do i think that like yeah because look at look at what we do know has happened 
Well, I guess none of it that we know for sure. I mean, we, you know, what's nobody's ever gone through a fucking Stargate that we know of. You know what I mean? Well, look at the Philadelphia experiment. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But once again, how much of that do you want to believe? That was that was them trying to do teleportation in the I think seventies or eighties, and supposedly they it was an entire uh, like like Navy cruiser that they sent back to like World War II on accident. There's a movie about it too, but like, look it up, the Philadelphia Experiment. And um, what they were trying to do was um, do stealth technology, right? Okay. So they were trying to bend, they were trying to like stealth technology by bending light. And when they were fucking around with it, they inadvertently created like a, made a teleportation thing that sent this ship through time. And, but the thing is, you know, boats on water, it's not, it's, it's, there's waves, right? It's not a flat surface. It's not steady. So between the, between the trip back and forth to when it teleported, it was jarred. The ship like kind of switched positions a little bit, like it moved. And some people materialized in between decks, right? Like a man. And and were like either dead, right? Because now suddenly there's a fucking pipe through their head, or they're even worse, they're alive and they're like caught in the wall and they're screaming because they're half metal and shit. All this like horrific stuff that supposedly happened, right? And I mean, at that point, what do you do? Is you just blow up the ship and you're like, okay, well, we lost the ship at war. Well, right. I, I think the only way to absolutely silence somebody with something that large would you'd have to kill them, right? Right. So you're talking about, you know, could we send somebody through a Stargate and have him come back and he wouldn't say anything? Well, he if he knew that if he did, you know, at that point in your career, you have two options. Either you keep going through fucking Stargates or you die at some point. They, 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 they get rid of you. Yeah. There's no retirement plan at that point. And I'm sure whoever they pick, they pick with that in mind. Right. They're not going to pick somebody to... uh go through the stargate if it's somebody with a wife and kids and a family and lots of friends and he's a west point grad and you know all this stuff and he writes books about the fucking navy seals or whatever like those aren't the guys you send yeah i guess you send the guys that you can disappear and there's people that like are more than happy to do that shit you know i guess so i mean i don't know it just you know it just seems very far-fetched to me that that's why we went after Saddam Hussein. I just don't feel like they had the technology available to even have a fucking Stargate. First, we'd have to admit that their technology is, is beyond ours, and it's not. <laughs> what, aliens? No, uh, no. Um, Iraq had to, um, you know, the, well, the Middle East had would have, have to have um, more resources and, and more scientific advances than we do. If they had a Stargate, we didn't, and we wanted their Stargate. Oh, whoa, whoa, hold on. I don't think they built it. I thought you meant it was, like, just discovered, like the movie Stargate, where it's just there. Well, no, like, he, like, Saddam Hussein had a Stargate, and that's why we went after him, was because we wanted their Stargate, because we don't have Right, it. but it was something from, like, an ancient, but it was something that had been it there for centuries. Be, yeah, that, that was my understanding, not that these fucking people built the Stargate, like, I mean, even they don't then, have irrigation. Though, like, even from an ancient, I mean, I... I don't know. So I so I think that in order for us to have a Stargate, it's got to be something that we make. I don't think it's something that we that just we have. Right. I mean that that gets a little, 
Yeah. And that I guess, little... like, yeah, unless he stole it from somebody else, well, then who the fuck, who had it before him then? You know, why don't we go for them? <laughs> well, wait a minute. Have you seen the movie Stargate? No, I haven't. Oh, well, that's why this isn't okay. So in the movie Stargate, they are archaeologists find this stone ring right. in, buried in the sand, right? And they dig it up and they figure out that if they energize it and they move it, it's a portal. Right. And it opens up a portal to another planet. And that's where there's like aliens. But basically that this portal used to be open and aliens would come back and forth to Earth to mine for gold. It's like the Anunnaki or whatever. Right. And um, that there was an uprising on Earth and we'd close the portal on our end. So now we reopen the portal to go through, and it inadvertently. I'm starts- familiar with the concept of, of yeah, like, but well, it was never like anyone invented it. It's like, well, yeah, we invented it. We 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 did some like tweaking with it, but it was already it was pre existing technology from an alien civilization that visited Earth centuries ago. Right, and and it's, and so for me, like pers- I guess if it's alien technology, like yes, we'd have. To, I mean, I could see the aliens inventing it, giving it to us, and us using it. Um, but I, I don't know. For me, that just seems way too. That that's just way too unbelievable in my. That's improbable. I think it, well, it would be something that we'd have to make. I think for me, it's like if you. It, it could be a possible explanation for the Garden of Eden, that it wasn't actually on this planet, and that when when man was banished out of the garden, they were somehow sent to put planet. through the portal and sent to Earth or whatever, sent to this this reality that's or this. Where the Stargate came from. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it would explain why it would be in that region, because that's a very historic region. Yeah, I, I mean, that's true, too. I mean, it could have been something he just found, and he's like, but like, but then how do we find out that we even had a fucking Stargate to begin? Like, who told? Someone told on him. I'm, I'm, what was that? I'm, how, how would we find out that he even had a Stargate to begin with? Somebody would have had to have told him. Spies. I mean, we're already, we're already, you know, driving drones over these dudes' houses and peeking in through the windows and shit. Trying yeah, to figure out what that's, just doing. that's just another yeah. one I, I don't waterboarding i don't know they they played barney for some dude for fucking three days straight and he gave up <laughs> told him everything until he you told know. him about the stargate <laughs> i th- i think this is one of those things that falls under i like to live in a world where this is on the table and like i understand all, all the things you're bringing up that are like ah this is fucking bullshit and you're probably right it probably is all fucking bullshit but f- to me this is one of the interesting you want to believe fr- well, because it's kind of like Indiana Jones, right? Like, okay, all right. That's that's when you when you talk about these regions where we're fighting all these wars. It's like, yeah, we're probably fighting for oil, but at the same time, there's oil in you know the Gulf of Mexico, and there's oil in Alaska, and you know we're spending a lot of money trying to stabilize these regions and take over and you know occupy this territory. And yeah, it could be for oil and it could be for poppies, but wouldn't it be cooler if it was because of the ark of the covenant like you know i i don't know it's just i i once again i'm sure if you, the deeper you look at it logic begins to prevail and listen i i just said earlier tonight that i don't think anybody should lose their childlike wonder and i'm not here to kill yours so <laughs> please if you if you need to believe in it that's fine i just think it's a bunch of bullshit all right fair enough fair enough um speaking okay. of bunch of bullshit yeah. can i lobby one your way sure um so this is verifiably bullshit but I think that this is something that's worth at least talking about for a minute or two. The birds aren't real movement. Yes. <laughs> which you can check out for yourself at birdsaren'treal.com. Uh, <laughs> spelled out exactly how you say it with no apostrophe. And this is something, there's a, there's a Vice article, um, not written by the Proud Boys dude, written by one of their other reporters. But uh, there's, a, there's a Vice article that breaks it down. But basically, 
the birds aren't real thing, um, which I was on my radar. I knew about it. You mentioned it. Uh, and do, we talked about it last week, and you're like, "But isn't that a joke?" <laughs> it is. It is. It's a. It's it's basically designed to sell T-shirts, but it worked, which it did, is interesting. Right. It's on right, yeah. And there are people uh, that will be like that will subscribe to it, and they will fucking die by the fact that they'll claim burns are real. See, everyone I knew was kind of on 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 board with it just being like a satire. But you're saying that like it's eclipsed the satire, and now there's people that actually believe it. Yeah. Yes. Okay, because it is kind of poking at. Um, and I know you're saving this for the end, but it is kind of poking at the. Uh, the flat earth thing flat earther stuff yeah. and it was like you know let's let's take a uh ridiculous satire on conspiracy culture and fake news uh it takes advantage of the memification of all their conspiracy theories that are out there and essentially creates something that beats them at their own game yeah it's also a satire on internet's woke culture that's from the vice article i didn't say all that shit myself um but i you know i think once again it goes back to uh, our instinct to be skeptical and not trusting what other people say and uh, most of us take a lot of scientific concepts for granted. They're not there doing research. How many birds have you actually physically manipulated or something? They could all be little drones. And I guess that, so to, to explain the theory is that the birds all died off, I think in like 2008 or something, because of something that Obama did. <laughs> and I think, I think if you, if you, I, I'm not, I, I, I will briefly paraphrase the theory because you definitely should read it for yourself because it is funny. But basically, it ties into like o- Obama accidentally released some kind of pathogen that like killed all the birds, and they were replaced with these little drones. With which the Obama drone thing is also kind of funny because yeah. he's the father of the drones. For, he gets he gets pegged with that for some reason, and uh, yeah, and so that's the theory is is that birds are not real. They've they've been dead for going on twelve years now. They've been replaced by drones, and they're spying on us, and and that COVID was uh, an excuse to get everyone to stay inside so that they could go out and change the birds. I haven't heard that yet. (laughs) Yes, that's how I found out about it, because somebody had posted that, that like this COVID, and I was like, wait, what? And then I looked into it, and I... I, I found I have it, not but... heard that yet, so it's it's still it's still going strong then. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The COVID thing gave it the shot in the arm that it needed to sell another couple of fucking thousand dollars worth of t-shirts. <laughs> you know? Wow, that's so funny. I did see a video kind of recently, and it was like you know it's just one of those unverifiable videos that you never have a source for, and it was like a video of like a bird that was just stopped in the air mid-flight while things around it continued, and. You know, I understand editing tricks and all that. I really do. But th- I mean, really, this if this was a fake, it was a good one because it was like really shitty camera quality. The bird looked legit and it was just there, stopped, and then, was, and then it kept going, you know, but while, while the rest of the world still continued around it. So right. I thought that was really, I don't know. And I don't know if that came from the fake bird people or, you know, just a glitch in the matrix, matrix type of thing. I'm not sure, but it was it was interesting. <laughs> It was uh, really interesting. Um, one of the ones that, you know, we'll kind of talk about um, before we get into the flat earth thing is kind of, we'll kind of touch on like holograms and stuff like that. There's a lot of people, well, maybe, maybe not a lot of people, but there's a good enough amount of people that think that the moon is not real. Okay. Like the I moon don't... is is a hologram and uh, it's not really there, which is just absurd i mean it just doesn't 
make any sense. I take, I guess, as as a witch, I take great offense to it because I love the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so <laughs> it it really hurts my feelings that other people don't believe in the moon the way that I believe in the moon. But the the moon existed before hologram technology. Are they saying right? It's been around forever <laughs> since right. we have. You know, so it's like how you know. But I mean, you know, the hologram thing. We we've seen that with different all kinds of different stuff but that's probably the most ridiculous example that that i've seen with it personally is that the moon doesn't exist so that can kind of feed into sometimes that goes hand in hand with the um flat earth people mm-hmm. is that the moon is constructed to make us believe that the earth is round somehow some way um so let's let's get into the meat otherwise we're gonna we're gonna run out of time here and just kind of briefly touch on the flat earth people flat earth has become kind of a big thing and i think that it also started off as like a joke and you know and then people took it and ran with it and there have been people that have done different experiments to try to prove that the moon or not the moon that the the earth is flat uh, which they're all very easily debunked um you know, and it's just very stupid stuff. And at the end of the day, when you sit and argue with a flat earther, um, it, even if you continue to debunk their points that they make with, you know, very easily verifiable, you know, science, um, their 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 uh, straw man argument's always going to be, well, you're just brainwashed. <laughs> and that's how you know, you know, they really don't have any good uh, argument for for what they're trying to pitch to you. It's just it's brainwashing. That's every major that's every like ridiculous conspiracy theory. At the end of it, they just come to, OK, just keep being a sheep or keep drinking the Kool-Aid or whatever, you know, and uh, they all kind of come to that conclusion. But, yeah, there's a lot of people that think that the Earth is flat. There's an entire Bible written about like flat Earth um, that I think came out in 1881 it's it's pretty old so there are people that have like subscribed to this idea for a very long time but the earth's not flat (laughs) it's just well it's funny you say it because like it it so i I did a decent amount of research for this and um going back to what you said about the mandela effect do you remember being taught in grammar school that um christopher columbus had set out to prove that the earth was round yes that's not true. Okay. Well, according, according, according to the research that I did online, that that is not true. But I, I, I do distinctly remember being taught that. Because they were going to laugh at him because, um, well, no, he set out to prove that it was round because they were like, okay, you're going to fall off the side of the earth. Right. Because he was trying to find a different passage to India. And they, you know, they, they would go down south along, you know, uh, Africa and then up to India. And he was like, no, we'll just go this way and we'll come out around the other side. And he, that everyone said, no, 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 you're crazy. You'll fall off the edge of the earth. Apparently that's not true, but I definitely remember being taught that as a child. Yeah. Um, but so th- th- from the research that I did for the show, and I'm not saying that a lot of this sounds somewhat suspect to me because it seems to run counter to what I remember being taught in school, although maybe it's not. Um, and I'll let the listener decide if, if this is, you know, but this is multiple sources, right? Multiple sources. Um, most people didn't think the earth was flat. The uh, spherical view of the earth was actually adopted about 600 AD. By 1500 AD, virtually all scholars maintained that 
viewpoint. They, they thought the earth was round. And it really wasn't until the 1800s, uh, 1838 is kind of a, is a big year for it, that the, the movement started to gain traction. And um, some people attribute that, attribute that to a scientific explosion that was going on at the time where sure. we were starting to understand, you know, biology more and astronomy and vaccines and all this stuff we were talking about germs and organisms and atoms and all this shit and it was it was science was getting a little bit too abstract for people and they started to gravitate towards things that they could actually the physical sciences right things that they could see things that the every man could observe not everyone had access to a telescope most people didn't have access to a telescope so to try to talk about blood it was you know bloodborne pathogens or you know hey if 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 i leave this milk out it's going to spoil and create mold and all that shit that was that was way beyond the average person's uh, comprehension. And if you look at a lot of these flat earth experiments that they kind of do to prove their point, a lot of them are very practical, like using practical science, right? Um, the experiment that Samuel uh, Bothman had in 1838 was uh, he had an experiment with a canal where like um, – Oh, geez. I wish I wrote this down. How did I not write this down? I don't Fuck. know. Fuck. All right. We'll just Google it, man. But it's, but one of the, and there's another experiment that you see done a lot on YouTube where they take a level on a plane because what they say is if, um, you know, the plane, if a plane were to fly straight, yes, then it would just go off into the solar system, right? right? So the plane has to kind of fly with its nose dipped down. Right. Therefore, if you bring a level on an airplane, it should be, if the Earth is really round, it should be tilted. Right. But if if the Earth is flat and the level's flat on the plane, that means that it's going flat and, you know, the Earth is flat. And when you bring a level on a plane, it stays flat. It does, yeah. It does, yeah. However, if you, I guess if you, like, understand science better and... It actually makes sense that it's flat. And but what's interesting with these videos was that one of the videos I watched on YouTube was the guy is in an airport and he's talking about how it was this it was this whole shitting on flat earthers uh, YouTube video. And the guy's like, and they do these levels on the plane experiment, and then he brings the level on the plane, and it remains flat. And then he gets off it and he and he just kind of dismisses the whole thing as a joke. And he's like, Yeah, but like, you know, if these people know anything about gravity, they know that that's why the but he never explains why it remained flat. And with in Samuel Bothman's case, it was kind of like the same thing where, uh, you know, the reason he was he was trying to do something with a canal where, uh, once again, the 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 water should stay at the same level, but there's there's a horizon or something or I don't know. But what it but the explanation that they came up with was like atmospheric refraction was the reason that it was an optical illusion that whatever he was trying to measure didn't pan out, but. Like, do you understand atmospheric refraction? Like, I don't. Yeah, right? um, not re- a little bit, only because one of my boyfriends is a big flat earther. <laughs> right. So, okay. So you probably you have you have. I'll let you. Obviously, this is your show, so you should talk anyway. But like, so you have you have firsthand information on all this stuff. 
So what are the what are kind of the arguments and what are the tropes of the of the conspiracy? Okay, so like so going back to like the airplane level thing. So like all you, the only the only thing you need to know about disproving that really without getting into the science of the gravity. I mean for one, the reason why it's like that is because the earth is so goddamn big and that's that's it. You know what I mean? Like it's just it. Right. The 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 slant would be imperceivable right and gravity so no matter what no matter what side of the earth you're on in that plane even if you're on the bottom side of it because gravity is the center of the earth you're still going to be pulled towards the center so even if you're upside down you don't fall off because you're still being held onto by the gravity of the center of the earth so um god besides that um I was also my ex husband was a astrophysics student and I did all his homework. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so beyond that, um, one one thing that they they one argument that they use is uh, is talking something about like um, water and how water can't curve. Water always levels. So like if you're talking about a circle and you're talking about you know putting all this water all around this circle it would automatically all either go straight to the bottom and it would just, it would flatten itself out because water naturally, if you pour it into a thing, it's not going to be cone shaped, right? If you, if you pour water into a container, it's going to flatten out. Um, But water actually curves all the time with the influence of other forces. When you take the level that you take on the airplane, which has some type of fluid in it, which is probably mostly water and something, whatever else is in there. Um, it, I think it's just colored water with an air bubble. Um, and you look at that air bubble, you automatically already t- throw out your theory that water doesn't curve because guess what's in that, that bubble is a curve in the water. So it's like even like the theories don't even work together, you know, if that makes sense. Um, you know, another thing that uh, was mentioned, you know, that he talks about is like um, the fucking, uh, what's it called? It's like the scientific, I'm sorry, not the scientific calculation, but just talking about the gravity in and of itself. Gravity doesn't exist. Um, the only reason why things fall to the ground whenever you um, drop them is not because of gravity, but because of density. So the density of your object is is more than the density that's in the air. Hmm. But density is not a measure of force. Like it's not. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it just doesn't work that way. Like you can't drop an object on the ground and ha- how would it know to go down instead of if it if it was so dense that it could move through the air, it, it could manipulate the air around it. Then what keeps things from falling forwards or upwards or side to side? Like aside from just down, why would it have to be down? The reason why it has to be down is because gravity. <laughs> you know, it's just there's so many, and you know, and then we're talking about the, you know, the the refractions of the light. There's um, Hellpad, I think, in Chicago. We share a we share a lake, don't we? Maybe we don't. Um, no. <laughs> one of your, your guys is maybe maybe it's one of our lakes. One of the Great Lakes. You can stand on one side of it, and at a certain specific time of the day, you can see the other side of that lake, which is looking into another state i can't remember what it is have you heard this before yeah but i don't think it's i don't think it's like michigan i think like michigan's a little bit too big maybe it's not like well no it is a very large like you shouldn't be able to see the other side of this place (laughs) like it's but it's a very it's something that happens on a specific day at a specific time it's a very special event the reason why it happens is because of the refractory of the light and so it's it's an illusion and so you're not actually seeing 
the other side of the lake, what you're seeing is the image bounced off of that. And so you're kind of more seeing like a, like a mirrored type of image. Um, you know, so, but it, but it, you know, it goes to the stand, but, the, but normally when you stand on the other side of that lake, this, again, this is a very special occurrence and that's one argument that they use. Well, how come you can see the other side? It, because it's straight, right? You could just see straight through. If it was curved, you couldn't see the other side, but yeah. any other day of the week, you can't, <laughs> you know, you can't see it because it's for one, it's just so goddamn far away. Our, our eyeballs aren't, aren't meant to see that far for two. It's because it does eventually curve. The curve takes so long. I mean, it, it's so, again, the earth is so big that it's not anything that we can naturally perceive. Like that's, and that's it. I mean, just the size of the planet itself and gravity are, are all you need to debunk pretty much every single theory that all of the flat earthers have. But yeah. what's interesting, what's okay. interesting is that m- most to your average layperson um, that hasn't you know, done their astrophysicist's ex-boyfriend's homework. <laughs> it's it it makes more sense for them to believe that the Earth is flat. It does. Than, than to admit that there's science that escapes their comprehension. And I think yeah. you know, for the longest time, like science was like relatively simple, and your average geek on the street, your average person, your average farmer could pretty much gas could grasp like okay, the you know, yeah. But then as as we got more into it more people started to feel alienated and maybe even like angry about it. And they felt alienated by science and they started to say, well, that science isn't fucking real. And I mean, maybe that's something, uh, you know, akin to what we see today with the COVID people, the COVID deniers that want to believe that this shit isn't real because it's easier not to, to, to some extent, um, two, two very famous, uh, flat earth proponents, um, NBA point guard, Kyer Irving and Shaquille O'Neal have both made comments on different podcasts claiming that they believe the earth is flat. And then um, <clears throat> I, I looked at some surveys and uh, one of them that I looked at said 84% of people surveyed have always believed the earth is round, which means that 16% of the people didn't. Yeah. Another, sur- another survey said uh, 18 to 24 year olds, uh, 66% believed that uh the earth is the, i have always believed the earth is round which means a third of them a third of 18 24 year olds polled believe in flat earth and i i don't know if that number is necessarily accurate but i think it, it definitely illustrates that you know we ref, we refuse to just believe conventional wisdom uh, there's no such thing as conventional wisdom anymore um just the fact that there is a non-zero number of humans that think that the world is flat and work really hard to prove it. So, you know, maybe it just has people goes back to kind of the thing that we we talked about at the end of last week's episode, where people just have are starting to more and more just reject these basic concepts of reality and they and they don't want to believe, you know, they're suspicious of things that they don't they can't physically understand. Things are becoming too abstract for people. Yeah. Well, and that, yeah, that's very true. Flat Earth ties into that. You know what I mean? Well, um, so, I mean, my thing about it. So, like, a lot of the Flat Earthers, you know, they call people that that subscribe to science. Because, again, like you were mentioning, it's not just about, like, whether or not the Earth is, is flat or round. It's more about subscribing to the idea that your truth is only what you can see with the naked eye. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, when they talk about 
the you know these these concepts um they they refer to to science to scientists and science as scientism they've turned it into a type of religion well and, i mean is that wrong though yeah because because what science does is it doesn't science doesn't teach you law which is weird because we have laws in science but what it does is it teaches you how to navigate the world in a way where you can question and test everything it's not about teaching you the facts it's more about teaching you how to come to the conclusion of the facts mm. you know that's why when you have science classes and things like that as a kid you know, when you think back to it, you know, what's, what's one of the most prominent things that, that you learned about as a kid was the uh, scientific method, mm. right? And that was drilled into your head over and over again in those science classes. You don't remember the fucking periodic table, you know, you don't, right. you don't remember those things, but you know what? You know the scientific method. And, you know, that's the point of science is, again, to teach you how to navigate, to get to the bottom of something, to get to the truth. I think these people would argue that that's exactly what they're doing, though. With with like, if you look at the level on the plane experiment, like I understand what you're saying about, okay, well, the Earth is so big that you know the the tilt is going to be imperceivable, or there's this right. thing called gravity. Well, you know, once again, gravity, you're taking someone else's word for it. Let's reduce science to what we can. Let's let's pretend that I trust nobody. Sure. And that everything that you have to tell me about atoms and molecules and germs and bacteria is all bullshit and you're fucking with me right and you're telling me that bacteria is real just like people used to say that if someone had epilepsy it's because they had a thousand they had you know 34 ghosts in them or whatever right. you know sure. we, we science has been wrong in the past and that's something that we bring up a lot on the show yes science has been wrong in the past so let's assume that you're the skeptical person that wants to wants to use the scientific method but wants to use scientific method with things that they have they could put their hands on and come up with quantifiable results. Right. And they use this level on the plane experiment as an explanation to why the earth is flat, as proof that the earth is flat. Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I, – I, listen, I don't think that the earth is flat. But I understand the hill that these people are willing to die on. And that is – you know that you're not taking so much of what, and we're not we're not going to get to it today's show. And I, I'll I'll talk to you afterwards about maybe uh, an idea for another show. But like when I when I research like the hologram theory, right, about how so much of so much of um, how we perceive reality comes from what we expect to see, and when you dismantle that expectation, right that and you really open the doors to some crazy shit and that's kind of what these people are doing is like well you're expecting you know and, and once again it goes back to the creationism when when you had people that looked at the grand canyon and you had scientists that said one thing and you had you had creationists that say something different you know it all depends on where you start from and i think with flat earthers the the ones and people can have different reasons for for believing that shit but like the people that say that they want to move back towards a science that they can experiments that they can conduct with their own hands with stuff that they can see in front of them and fuck, you know, 
you know, ref- refractory optics and all this shit. Yeah. But, you know, let, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, well, but how do you how do you explain that to somebody that doesn't have a master's degree in this shit? And even then, what's that master's degree comprised of? Things that you read in books that other people wrote that you're just taking their word for. What's an education but you being able to memorize what someone else tells you to memorize? Well, so the difference between like that and like the flat earth people do in their experiments is that when when these people do their experiments is that they omit information. And so because they're denying that information, they're omitting it completely, that means their science is flawed compared to like people that set out that that prove things that we pretty much know is truth. Um, you know, they didn't really they didn't have an agenda. They just wanted to know the truth. So they used every bit. They were unbiased when they got to that science. Now, when you have the flat earthers, they're biased. They want to prove that flat earth is real, and they will do that at all costs, even if that means being dishonest with their research. All right. Does that make sense? I mean, does that, you know, does that? Yeah, every, yeah you definitely, it's hard not to come into this argument with with a preconceived notion of what you're going to find, right? Like, no one's really being objective here. Right. Even the flat earthers, like they're not being objective either. They're they're everyone's juking the stats to to prove their own uh, narrative. I mean, no matter what topic it is you're looking at, doesn't at anything. If you have already, and we've kind of talked about this before, if you've already subscribed to that idea that that's true, you're going to use every single tiny little bit and shred of evidence that you can to prove that it is, even if there's stuff saying that it's not. You're still going to believe that that is definitive proof that it is real or it is true or your truth is the is reality, and so you know, and that is where you know the 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 waters kind of get muddied in the situation because you know you're going to have that human condition, you're going to have that bias. Well, yeah, and I think that's I, one of the things that the the one of the flat earther arguments that happens to ring true is that you know you you might have done your astrophysicists physicists fi, physicists <laughs> what the fuck astrophysics what was his what was his name I'll just refer to him by his name oh uh, I'm not gonna say his name He's... let's say Kevin you might have done Kevin's homework sure for him. it's Kevin yes right okay you might have done Kevin's homework for him. And you might have been able to read those books and then write the papers. But realistically, I mean, was any of that shit that you could prove? It's just someone else. You know what I mean? Like someone else just wrote that book. Actually, no, most of it it is is simply theories. It's, um, you know, most of it. That's what I mean. Like, even if you look at, like, you can look at, like, I've read, like, Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking. I understood maybe a third of it. And the third of it that I understood, I just took his fucking word for it. It's not like I went out in my backyard and looked up and was like, oh, he's right. Well, yeah, you know, tied, your, your key tied to your kite. And- <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's how that's how we conduct experiments about black holes, I guess. But uh, yeah, but I mean, honestly, like that's like, let's think about that for a second. Like we are legitimately taking all these people's words and we are just trying to vet what what one person has to tell us versus another. So, you know, hey, people want to believe Stephen Hawking's fine. And then you get other people that want to believe that Saddam Hussein had a fucking Stargate. Okay. okay, fine. And then you have some people that think that Trump never had corona, you know? And it's like at the end of the day you're just taking one person's word over the next. Yeah. And who how can you really be sure unless you're in the room when it happens, unless you're there? 
how can you really be fucking and true? And then just this? because you're there, I mean, gosh, again, back to my, uh, let me put my shameless plug in there. My documentary about synchronicity. It's very hard to translate an experience onto the screen. It really is. It's hard to, to let you feel and see and experience what it is that I felt and, and saw and experienced without you actually being there. You know, it's really difficult, but it doesn't mean that it's any less accurate because I know that it happened, you know? So in my reality, it's, it's reality. <laughs> So, right. You know, you're absolutely right. My thing is um, with, with everybody and everything forever um, is question everything. Always question everything. Right. But don't forget the absolute truths. There are absolute truths out there. Is everything an absolute truth? No, it's not. No, it's not. But don't don't close yourself off to ideas while trying to search for new ideas, while trying to parade as open-minded and, and using that kind of as a shield for being stupid, I guess. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> I'm ignorant. Ignorant is probably a better term for it. Um, don't do that to yourself. Don't, don't do it to your family members. Nobody wants to hear you talk about fucking flat earth for three hours at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, and especially because, you know, they're going to they're going to have some uh, counter arguments for you. And, and all you're going to do is end up telling them that they're brainwashed and they're drinking the Kool-Aid anyway. So, um, but well. <laughs> that's I mean, that's kind of my takeaway from, you know, conspiracies. It's that because how is it fair for me to say that, like, that I don't believe that there's a Stargate, but I do believe in ultra terrestrials it's not it's it really isn't it's it it really is kind of wrong for me to say that like there's one truth and not the other then again i don't i'm not an expert on these things just because i did you know astrophysics homework doesn't mean that i'm i'm an expert in the field i'm definitely not or whatever um you know but but you have to you know set boundaries for yourself in a healthy way at some point otherwise you'll get lost in it you really will and it'll it'll drive you crazy and you'll question whether or not you are crazy and, and maybe you are and maybe you aren't, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just not worth um, looking crazy over. I, I don't think, you know, it's it maybe you end the show whenever you want, but I think this is one of my final thoughts sure. for, on this episode. So when I was, uh, if, if we want to get to, you know, secret origins of Pedo, when I first uh, heard about Mason's, and Freemasonry and Masonic influence on the U.S. Constitution and all of this stuff. I mean, I was probably like in seventh or eighth grade and it blew my fucking mind. And, you know, just discovering all this stuff for the first time. And wait a minute, there's a group of people and they, you know, the dollar, all the symbolism on the dollar bill and how it did the pyramids and all this shit. What the fuck, you know, and and, uh, I remember being at a family function and talking to one of my uncles about it and being like, did you know that they did this and that, you know, and, and just all the, you know, I, I, I couldn't have researched that much. This was an era before the internet. So it was sure. whatever book that I got at Barnes and Noble about it, you know? And I was like, you know, just kind of spouting off and he listened to me and, you know, he was like, yeah, he goes, well, you know what? Here's the deal. Maybe there is, Maybe the Earth is run by a cabal of fucking lizard people that fix all the elections and pick the presidents and, you know, are 
socially engineering us all towards collapse and slavery 50 years from now. I don't know. All I know is that, look, you know, I'm married to your aunt. (laughs) (laughs) I I have to get up for work on Monday. (laughs) And... She need. I need to get a fucking oil change, and you know what? That's enough to keep my mind occupied for the next twenty four hours. Oh. Like, I, you know, all this stuff might be true, but it doesn't change the fact that like we still got to live and we still got to get through the day. And there's absolutely nothing to be gained from fucking standing there aghast in horror at the idea that people might be conspiring to make decisions about your life without your fucking choice. You know what I mean? Like. And I, at the time, I was so, like, appalled at that kind of, um, that kind of stance, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that, like, now that I'm 40, and I'm probably about the same age that he was when he said that, now that I think about it. Um, Most definitely, because he's not 70 now. Um, Yeah, I mean, he was probably a little bit younger than I am now when he said that to me. And um, I get why he said it. I don't agree. I'm, I'm, I definitely didn't grow up to be that apathetic. Sure. But I understand that. And I think that having a um, having a, a dose of that kind of in your back pocket at all times is a good thing to have. Well, it keeps you grounded, you know. It keeps you right. grounded in, in reality, just in case. You know, we could sit here and bang our heads against the wall about all kinds of shit. And, you know, it doesn't change the fact that, like... You still need an oil change? <laughs> yeah. It's fucking whatever. <laughs> you know, we still got lives to go to. Like, this shit's important. Don't get me wrong, but, you know. I, at the end of the day, I think there is some, at least some truth in everything. There has to be, or we wouldn't even come up with these ideas. There's got to be some, even if it's the tiniest grain of truth, it's got to be out there somewhere in order for us to even come up with these big theories. And, you know, again, like I said, like I said earlier, question everything you know just make sure that it works with your other theories and just make sure that it doesn't you know flat earth doesn't have to be your whole personality or or any of it you know none of it has to be all of your personality (laughs) you know you can have these you you can you can uh you know be a a freedom fighter you know breaking up the uh the illuminati or whatever it is you're doing and and still you know be a productive member of society so and and like other things too you can be sad about van halen dying and also be sad that the government's lying to you about the earth's shape so (laughs) But I think that's um, probably a good place to end it. So (laughs) simplest way to put it, guys. I don't know. There's some shit out there that's really wild. I believe in my personal opinion. You know, what do you guys think? Do you think that that there's, uh, you know, crazy conspiracies out there? Do you think that all of them might have something to them? Maybe you believe in that birds aren't real. You know, I don't know. I don't know what you guys do with your lives, but yeah, hit us up on Twitter and tell us your favorite ones. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that, that would be fun. Um, you know, we should probably put the interaction parts more in the beginning of the show because I don't know how many people make it this far, but (laughs) (laughs) good idea. All right, guys. Well, have a good week. Don't get the coronavirus. We will see you next Wednesday.